Welcome along to a historic week for theme parks as an absolute classic of the industry welcomes guests for the final time. Some of them have tried to take some pretty weird souvenirs. Not only that, but there's a new attraction coming to one of the UK's favourite theme parks and some pretty good looking new food from Woody and the gang in Toy Story Land. All that and more on this week's Park Rush podcast. Josh, three years in, finally got COVID. In the year of our Lord 2023, finally, it's hit you. It's finally got me, I know. What are the odds? What are the odds? I feel what, so behind on, odds, behind on the times, you know. At least no imminent holidays to be ruined by COVID this that time. That is true, yeah. And it does mean that, you know, I have a nice husky voice for this week's podcast, which oh, I'm sure yeah. will be a delight to everyone listening. Anyway, I hope things are better with you, Josh. No COVID to be seen over there. No COVID, no. Um, well, I assume not. Maybe I do have it, Maybe, you know, but... I've had it so many oh. times now. I'm basically uh, constantly getting a vaccine. So, well, I'm hopeful it doesn't last too long. I seem to have had it for about five days. Uh, it was pretty rough for two, and uh, since then it's been fine. And I, I only did a test today because I was going to venture out. I tell you what, it probably won't last as long as Josh. Oh, a Disney theme park anniversary celebration. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah. They go on forever. They certainly do. I was going to ask, the 100th anniversary celebrations have officially begun at the uh, California Disneyland Park, at the very least. I'm not quite sure what the state of things is at the other Disney parks, if they've quite got going with it yet. How long do you think <laughs> they could they could put 100th anniversary celebrations on for? Like, at what point... <laughs> Do they stop celebrating or I guess they're just in a constant state of celebration. Each celebration goes on so long that by the time it's over, another celebration is ready to begin. Yeah. Is this the 100th celebration of... Uh, so this is the 100th celebration of Mickey Mouse, I guess. It's of Disney, I believe. The whole company. The whole the enterprise. Company. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then, so if that's the case, then Mickey Mouse is probably like in a year or two maybe yeah he's a little bit later isn't he i, yeah. I think he because he i lost track of the whole is mickey going to end up in the public domain thing i i think no. i'm right in saying that disney managed to loophole their way into ensuring that that is not going to happen when yeah they basically he, changed patent law or whatever right not patent law but trademark law all right uh, yeah that's a shame. I was looking forward yeah. to him ending up in a slasher pick with Winnie the Pooh and Peter. Yes. Oh, man. But it's a unfortunately, unfortunately, that does not seem to be on the cards. But yeah, no. there you go. 100th anniversary of Disney is now being celebrated. So I, I assume Walt Disney World won't get involved until their 50th anniversary <laughs> celebrations are done, which is, uh, I think, in the spring. So right, okay. yeah, I guess sure. they'll get they'll get Tron open 
uh, and then the 50th anniversary celebrations will end and then they'll they'll roll straight into the 100 I, I, I guess I guess I guess yeah I don't know uh, the other thing I thought we could quickly mention before we get into kind of the main bulk of the news this week is that uh, got a bit of a Park Crush exclusive on Friday, Josh, where I got a little peek at the uh, new Avengers Power the Night drone show at Walt Disney Studios Park. Very exciting. Uh, the, The exclusivity of that undercut almost immediately because it opened the following day. But for 24 and a bit hours, I was like, oh, I've seen things. I've seen things. I could finally go on Twitter and act like a little bit of a thing park insider for like the first time. ITK. Mostly I'm just a massive fraud who doesn't know what he's talking about. But I, I legitimately had seen things that had not yet been made publicly available. So that was very exciting. As I say, it is now publicly available. Josh, peasants like yourself have now been able to get a look at some of this. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you make of it as a kind of Disney nighttime show sceptic generally? I feel like you uh, fall into that camp. Uh, well, uh, I think uh, that's deeply hurtful, Tom. Um, it's true. The truth hurts. Um, I I like shows that aren't just... Uh, showing clips of the films they made 40 years ago, <laughs> uh, mainly. Uh, you know, put some bloody effort into it, lads and lasses. Um, <laughs> you mean mademoiselles in this case? We. Uh, oui. <laughs> and monsieurs, uh, not, la- uh, yeah. not lads. Uh, y- yes, uh, see, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, and I just, yeah, and, you know, I think... The the projection has been the weakest part for me at Magic Kingdom. Uh, I think it's better at Disneyland Paris, but they the the one that we saw the Christmas one had too much clips. I think the one they they usually show is better. And this I think is the projections are more playing off towards the fireworks and the drones. I think it works quite well. Um, mm. I do think the animations are a bit simplified on the tower but i do think how they're interacting with the fireworks is really impressive yeah it's very well sort of choreographed if you like i yes. quite like the projections i like i like the art style they've gone for they cool kind style. of look a bit like a comic book panel which i'm quite pleased to see disney embrace because for obvious reasons the marvel theme park stuff at the disney parks has uh, you know obviously MCU inspired and whilst obviously this show is too like the character the character designs are based on their MCU likenesses and the music of course is from the films but yeah the way that they kind of animate and how colorful they are they pop a little bit more like they would on a comic book page so I'm kind of into it and they they sort of move almost like a little bit stop motiony as well which sort of adds to the the comic book vibe so I, I like it, but I, I agree that the way they kind of interact, if you like, um, with the drones, uh, which are re- the real stars of the show, and the fireworks yeah. is, is pretty well done. And I think it definitely helps that the projections are up on the Tower of Terror, which is just a much more um, friendly 
building so far yeah. as kind of legible projections are concerned because it's kind of like big um, it's a big flat, flat surface surfaces exactly the complete opposite of the uh of the castle so yeah for sure works very well indeed and uh whilst my kind of ITKness lasted all of 24 hours and um, as as a result of that ITKness I am hoping um that uh, I'll be able to interview some of the team behind the show uh, ostensibly for my actual job but uh, I've I've talked to them and uh they they're very happy with the with the idea of a of a of a two birds one stone Wait, have I got that the wrong way around? Uh, no, two birds, my, one stone. My, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two birds, yep. one stone, and it can, and it can. My my brain is mush. I blame the COVID. Yes, hundred uh, percent. And uh, they they they'll be happy to do it as a sort of park rush thing too. So I hope that will happen this week, and then uh, yeah, maybe on next week's show we'll we'll have uh, a park rush exclusive. Oh baby, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway. Delighted to say, well, we always like correspondence. We'd love to have correspondence every week. But part of the motivation that people have to get in touch is when we get things wrong. And last week, Josh, we were obviously spot on with everything because we've got no corrections this week. So Clearly. We're just that good. We're just that good. We're just that good. And therefore... Once we come back from the break, we'll bounce straight into the news. It's time for this week's main news headlines. We start with a moment of history. I think it's fair to say Splash Mountain at the Magic Kingdom is gone it's closed josh end of how are you era. feeling how are you feeling end of an era uh I, well i'll tell you one thing and I'm, I'm not gonna do tom is go online and buy myself a bottle of splash mountain water no i reckon uh, it's full of nutrients oh yeah it's full of something i'm sure but uh it is an end of the era, end of an era. Big, I was always a big fan of Splash Mountain, but, you know, I'd, I'm not against this move, I think it's fair to say. So, roll on uh, Tiana, I guess. Roll on Tiana, indeed, yes. I mean, I think uh, the mainstream media coverage of this ride's closure has picked up quite a lot of mainstream media interest, and it's all been very much drenched in all the culture wars crap that anyone with their head screwed on properly will will realize is just not worth the time of day at all and it says a lot about our media that that is what they've kind of used as a way into this particular story Uh, whether or not you agree with you know ultimately the reasons behind the closure or certainly the you know the film that inspired splash mountain was of course very controversial song of the south i i just it's a theme park ride guys i mean and it's had an extraordinarily good run and and when you look at sort of the rate at which 
certain other parks are kind of have been ready and willing over the years to say goodbye to some of their most iconic rides to build something kind of bigger and better. Um, it, you know, as I say, Splash Mountain's had a very good run. So I'm sad to see it go. Don't get me wrong. It's been a family favorite for, I guess, 25 years. We we would have done it when we first went in 98. And, uh, yeah, same. And we did it in 2022. And uh, it was still a fantastic ride. One of the very best uh, photo on-ride photos on any ride I've ever been on, ever. It's Yeah. It's, I get. I all often got complimented for my ability uh, to take good photos on this ride. Like just from randomers, they'd be like, "That's a good photo." I'm like, "Thanks." What was? Did you have a go-to pose? Did you mix it up? Do you know what the kind of the best one was that you did over uh, the years? My go-to is a is a good old finger gun straight at the camera. Oh yes, that's my go-to. Um, but we did a variety of things, group photos, that sort of thing. Nothing too ornate, like you know, so you've seen pictures of people playing Nintendo sixty four on it and that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, nothing that crazy, but uh, yeah, I just I, I can't I can't remember specific ones, but I, I have been called out for having good photos by strangers. Right, nice. I I dabbed on Dudley Do Right once. We've got that Strong. one. And there's a very good one. I think my best ever ride photo, there are two. Uh, they're both Jurassic Park. One of them is from, I think, 1999, uh, if I'm right in thinking that was opening year for Islands of Adventure. So uh, my sister and I were pretty small, and we are both cowering in terror uh, on that particular <laughs> ride photo. And then we've got another one from probably... 12 13 years later where i managed to get on the ride with my hat still on which she would never get away with now no and uh and i'm holding on to it for dear life uh in the second ride photo very indiana jones-esque kind of one <sighs> hand on top of head holding hat on uh other hand on like um lap bar and uh, a, a look of thrill rather than terror on my face on this occasion. I'd finally, uh, I was finally old enough to enjoy Jurassic Park without hiding. You'd love to see it. Yeah. But yeah, Splash Mountain, sad to see it go, but excited for what it's going to turn into. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the expectation is that it's going to be unchanged from an actual ride perspective it's going to be the same splash boat ride yep uh, but it's just going to be uh themed to princess and the frog rather than splash mountain well song of the south yeah i mean whether or not this is uh the kind of right reasons for them to do this but given all the kind of invented in my opinion controversy around the closure of splash mountain do you think that uh the the imagineers disney who you know have been accused in the past another not so distant past of course of kind of cost cutting at the theme parks um not delivering on kind of uh initial concept art things like that i think they'll feel like Right, guys, we cannot cut any corners on this one. This one has to be like bringing the absolute A game 
and nothing less. Um, I mean, do you think that's the approach they're going to take to this because of how important it is that they get it right, given this ride's kind of legacy and popularity and I guess in the kind of, you know, more unhealthy part of it, how they might feel like they really need to prove that the change was worth it to the people who are really upset about it. Yeah, I think so. I think you you have to go big with this one because obviously there is the controversy around it. Um, so I think if you go, if you don't put the effort in, then people can always use that as a stick, as it were. Um, so I think, you know, you, you and this is going to be a tough one because obviously the ride is built out of concrete, so it's hard to make changes to concrete. I think there are a couple of changes that they were rumoured to be looking at doing. Um and it's, you know, but they've got to go big. Go big or go home. Mm. So does that mean then if they put in like animatronic Tiana and she goes wrong at some point because it's made out of concrete, they won't be able to get in there and replace her and then we might have to have disco Tiana at some point? <laughs> uh, I guess uh, you would hope that they would make, you know, learned changes. You would hope that any future uh, animatronics are easier to service. Mm. Yeah. I, I think as well, you know, the exciting thing about this too is that it's not just going to be a retelling of The Princess and the Frog. So it's going to be set after the film. Now, I yeah. really love The Princess and the Frog. I might be wrong. To my knowledge, there hasn't been any other kind of Princess and the Frog stories that have been told. Certainly no films. I don't know if there's been like a TV animated special or something that I'm not aware of. I don't think there has been. So it would just be nice to kind of have have something that allows us to kind of dip back into that, into that story uh, and hang out with those characters. Because, yeah, as I say, they haven't been represented anywhere else really since that film came out. And that film is already... Uh, getting on in years. I think it was 2008 or 2009. So it would just be nice to to see them again, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So that's something to look forward to. And yeah, I'm confident that they'll deliver. Um, your your reference to, uh, uh, to, to selling water from the ride, yes, this was uh, something that was going on in the days after uh, it closed last week. People who had who had somehow been collecting water from the ride. I mean, how do you think? What would be your kind of optimum strategy for trying to collect water from Splash Mountain or any kind of water ride? I guess the one of the easier parts, I guess, for this is in the the waiting when you kind of queuing to get back uh, off the boat, off the off the log, out of the mm. log. Uh, that's probably a good spot. Yeah. Um, because this is quite, this has quite a lot of elements of slow moving through scenes. I think it's quite, there's quite a lot of spots that if you can get your hand in there quick, um, then you can definitely do it. I've, I wouldn't want to do it because you, you know, you don't know what's un, under there. Gators, get your hand trapped. Gators. You could get your hand trapped in a bit of a animatronic stuff going on, or a bit of metal work, and you, that's it. You're done for. Mm. You know, what an embarrassing thing to have to tell the doctor when you turn up in the A&E as well, right? Oh, well, yeah. have you done that to your hand? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to steal water from a kid's ride at Disneyland. Oh, uh, right. Oh, that's going to cost you 15 grand now, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you get as much on eBay for the water as you were hoping for because the surgery is not going to be cheap. 
So, uh, yeah, people were indeed selling bottles of Splash Mountain water on eBay, uh, reported by such fine institutions as the New York Times, uh, which is pretty great uh, that they wrote this up. And notable as well, because friend of the show, Adrian Vasquez of Theme Park Express uh, was quoted in the New York Times uh, and their coverage of this. Uh, Adrian, who, according to the New York Times, has ridden Splash Mountain more than 200 times, wow, uh, said that he, he was not the least bit surprised when he saw the eBay listings. The Disney community can be very weird sometimes, said Mr. Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to read the rest of the quote. I think he's just summed it up there, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure any more thing park news coverage is needed ever, to be fair. I mean, that's just summed up the whole industry. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I've just looked it up, Tom. Oh. Uh, Disney's is- Splash Mountain water in an eight-ounce mason jar from the 22nd of January, 2023. How much? <laughs> uh uh, are we in three figures? Well, we are in three figures. Uh, are we? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, $270 is the current bid, I reckon. we go with that. You're, that's pretty good, actually, Tom. Yeah, this is uh-huh. in this is eBay's doing the uh conversion for me, so it's £242.77. Oh, that's yeah, solid yeah. guess by me. Yeah. That is, there is someone here is trying to sell it for £566. Oh, how much is he selling? Does it come in paints? <laughs> uh, he's got, he looks like he's got the same amount. But then, but then, Tom, this geezer here, I, it's hard to say. Some of these people might, uh, might be lying. Who knows, right? Mm. One geezer here is quite like a four litre bottle for 200 quid. It seems like a good value for money there. Right. Yeah. Compared to a mason jar. <laughs> Uh, well, um, what, pretty, one guy here mad. is selling the splashmountainwater.com domain name for 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness sake. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to imagine what it must have been like on the last day of operation. It must have been absolutely mad. Yeah. I, Wait times, people running for 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 the ride at Rope Drop. I mean, do you remember when they when they announced it was closing? It must have been a couple of years ago now. And we spoke on the podcast about the people who were hoarding things, bulk buying things from the Splash Mountain gift shop. Yeah, remember? yeah, people are mad. Uh, as yeah. Adrian said, Josh, I think I'm right in saying the Disney community can be very weird sometimes. Sure can. There you go. Unnecessarily weird as well. I don't know why they need to be so weird. Is there any is if there is there any ride anywhere that if it was closing, you would feel at all inclined to try and ride before it shut, and not only that, but get yourself a little memento from the ride somehow. Is there any ride anywhere where you would at all be tempted to do that? Um, like actually, you know, when you say a memento, you mean nick a piece. Yeah, nick were. something while you're on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know because a lot of mine are are big rides, right? So they're like what well, coasters. I mean, so that sort of thing. So it's, mm. um, something something from the Twister set would have been good. 
Yeah. yeah well, Trying to half inch the cows, it flies over. You got your ogre vision glasses. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I might have acquired some uh, Spider Man web glasses as well. Oh. Yeah, I can't believe you just uh, admitted to that crime in a public domain. You, That'll never lucky, find me. You're lucky we've got fewer listeners every single week. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd said something like that a couple of years ago, you know, people might have actually heard you. It's true, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, now it's basically like, you know, what's the saying? If a tree falls in the forest, who hears it or whatever? That's basically yeah. what doing this podcast is now. <laughs> Mr. Ben hears yeah. you. That is about it. Yeah, well, maybe Mr. Ben will write in shunning me. Who knows? Maybe. Well, I hope not, because then there's literally nobody left. <laughs> uh, I checked the figures the other day. Uh, I'm, I'm exaggerating ever so slightly, but I'm increasingly close to being absolutely spot on when I say that. <laughs> oh. Somebody send help. Anyway, uh, let's move on. I don't think there's anything left to say about Splash Mountain other than the fact that it is still there in Disneyland. They haven't yet said when it's going to close there. And there's no, although they are definitely replacing it there with Tiana's Bayou Adventure as well. Uh, in in Tokyo, though, Splash Mountain, it, it lives on as is uh, for, you know, the foreseeable. There's been no suggestion that that version is going anywhere. So if you're that upset about it, get yourself over to Japan. And uh, and you can I'm you can ride, it, Tom. Ride, it, ride it to your heart's content. Uh, so there you go. Uh, another slice uh, from uh, Disney World. Uh, just a very quick one. Um, I, I can't you know help myself sometimes when a new restaurant menu gets announced. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like to have a little look. And uh, this is the uh, new Toy Story Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which is opening. Uh, at Hollywood Studios. Um, it's long been kind of a point of contention about Toy Story Land over there is that there isn't really any, well, there's literally no sort of sit-down uh, food options. You've got yeah, the little sort of snack bar. Um, yes, and there was one get... planned when they first designed it. Mm. But as, yeah. as always with the with this stuff, it, it got cut for budgeting reasons. Well, as we were saying, classic case of Disney concept art gone awry. Yeah, keeps happening. But we're finally getting one now. Um, uh, well, specifically March. So they've announced it's opening on the twenty third of March, and uh, they've also announced um, uh, some of the food that you'll be able to get here. And they've released a picture as well. Uh, Josh, I think this sounds pretty good actually. I, I'm kind of into it. It's a little it bit unclear good. if this is going to be like straight up quick service, if there are going to be like table service options. They're describing it as family style service. So maybe a bit of a mix. Um, not too sure, it's, but. Is family style like um, Wagamama's? Uh, is, is that not family style? Uh, I don't know. You I don't sit know. on like long benches and everyone just kind of sits next to each other. And uh, well, I don't like family style then. <laughs> no thanks. Hope, hopefully, I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what. Yeah. Uh, is the well, case. as the name would suggest, lots of barbecued meat going on here: uh, ribs, mm. brisket, sausage, chicken. And you've got other kind of barbecue-infused bits like smoked cauliflower. You got your salads. You got the prospectors homemade cheddar biscuits which i very much hope are basically just the red lobster cheddar bay biscuits that would 
that would be great if they were. And then, excitingly, for people like me, uh, they are, of course, going to provide some plant-based options. I said it on the Disney World trip reports that we did last year. I was very, very impressed with the breadth of uh, vegan options at the Disney parks and also the quality. Uh, I thought, yeah, it was really, really good. They went above and beyond. Very impressed. And uh, they're going to stick to that here. They're going to have Impossible Rib Chop, which uh, is very exciting because I had Impossible Ribs uh, during the Epcot Food and Garden Festival, and uh, they were excellent. So if they're anywhere close to that, they will be very good too. And then they're also going to have plant-based bratwurst, which I have not had before. I don't think I've seen plant-based bratwurst offered anywhere before. I'm sure, obviously, it must exist in places, but... You know, I've been to places that do bratwurst and haven't seen plant-based options, so I'll be curious to see how that turns out. Uh, and then a bunch of sides, um, as you would expect, mac and cheese, baked beans, corn on the cob, stuff like that, potato salad. Uh, and then for your desserts, um, yeah, you've got, you know, chocolate pies, fruit pies, cheesecakes, cupcakes, things like that. Uh, I think this looks pretty good, Josh. I, I remember being pretty uh hyped when the menu was announced for the um uh the the smokehouse at epcot uh with sam from the muppets you remember that one that was yep. opened a, a few years ago i mean this is pretty similar looks pretty good i think and and what the land needs i would i, I would say it does look good i'm uh and it, yeah it needed a restaurant i think that will help spread the eaters uh around that park a bit more as well so it's a really good addition to that park when you say the eaters do you just mean people is that what you- yeah but you know some people don't you know <laughs> i mean people that want to go to a more sit-down restaurant rather than a you know grab stuff you know because you and i generally walk around and grab stuff as we're walking around in the park mm. uh, rather than having a sit-down meal throughout the mm. day um so there's not loads of options in that park, so you have to kind of go to a couple of specific places. So adding more options is uh, good for spreading spreading it, that herd. <laughs> I mean, the only complaint, if it's even fair really to call it a complaint, is that there's not anything like identifiably Toy Story about it. Uh, the two things I've noted, um, one is you've got, you got the Forky is on the cupcake, uh, I don't care for Forky, um, so I, you know, I could care less about him. To be honest, being um, you know, the inspiration for one of the dishes. Uh, but something I've noticed, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, uh, unless I'm looking too much into it, the napkins are in the style of Woody's shirt. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? I think yeah. That's what it looks like. Nice touch. Definitely looks. Yeah. Unless this is another concept art situation. When you get there, you're just going to get crappy little white serviettes. Yeah. And I quite like if, it, you know, the steak that uh, or the, the, the brisket is served in a blue bowl. So you have that contrast of the blue jeans of Woody as well. Mm, oh, very nice, Josh. Very nice. Yeah. Good spot. Good spot. This is like our English teacher's... Uh, from school would be so proud, you know. And what does the blue bowl mean? What does the blue signify? Does it mean they are sad? No, it's just the same colour as Woody's jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. It's funny because it's true. uh, (laughs) 
Let's bring it a bit closer to home. And Alton Towers uh, has yeah. been uh, bigging up its upcoming new ride. And this sounds really cool. And uh, as more of an Alton Towers expert than me, Josh, I'm really keen to hear what you make of this and what you think it, it could be. Uh, it's called The Curse at Alton Manor. It's a dark ride. And Alton Towers is saying it's going to be its most immersive dark ride uh, to date. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a haunted house very much. In terms of like the ride vehicle... Just based on the concept art, it's looking like maybe a ghost train's kind of rose of two. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? it does it look like lo a, a coaster track, a proper coaster track. It does look like a track, doesn't it? And that's yeah. interesting because when I first saw the headline uh, and and the, the kind of the, the intro of this story, which we're reading on the Shropshire Star, big up local news, big um, I kind of thought, oh. Uh, uh, dark ride, you know, New Fulton Towers. What's big in dark rides at the moment? Oh, it's a, could this be a trackless ride? You know, they're going to dip their toe into the water and do a trackless ride, as we've seen um, come into vogue at, uh, you know, Disney and Universal Parks and, and others. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, that concept art does look like it's on a track. Um, and Alton Towers aren't saying anything about exactly what kind of ride that it is. Um, and they're not really saying much about the story either. Um, but, you know, something I do like about um, the UK Merlin Parks is that they aren't afraid to uh, get pretty dark and spooky, um, mm. you know, especially at Alton Towers. Uh, what's the coaster set back in, like, the forest? Is it seven, is it? Or? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. I knew it, <laughs> I knew it was. It's a number. similar vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I say, Alton Towers being very, uh, very vague about this. Um, there's a quote here from Kate McBurney, who is head of product excellence. Uh, so she obviously has nothing to do with the food at Alton Towers. And she said, <laughs> let the countdown begin. The curse at Alton Manor is no ordinary dark ride. It has all the components of a supernatural tale. It's dark, compelling, promises some thrilling and scary moments along the way. Fans of eerie rides will certainly appreciate this one. And she says uh, more details will be revealed next month. Uh, Josh, does this sound like something the park needs? And uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think it could be based on the, the limited info and, and a bit of concept art that we have? Yeah, I think this was very much needed. Um, so this is going and um, some people might be able to tell uh, from the artwork. You almost certainly wouldn't be able to, Tom. No offense. But this is going in where Jewel was. Jewel was a, uh, originally a haunted house, then it was a haunted house shooter. So you were shooting ghouls. Um, and now obviously it's going to become this. I think there was, when, this, uh, when Jewel shut down, there was rumours that John Wardley was coming back to work on this new one. Um, yeah, obviously a big, big, uh, big name on campus. Beanock, uh, John Wardley, who has helped uh, design and develop rides all over the now Merlin uh, lineup, uh, including you know, Nemesis, Oblivion, all the big ones. Um, so it's good to have him back. And I think if they do, this is it's in a weird spot where there's there's basically it's on the way 
from the train, the like a runaway train and the rapids. There's a walkway from there uh, towards Nemesis and uh, what's it called now? Galactica, the what was air. Um, yeah, and this was halfway along that pathway, uh, and it was kind of a little bit of a dead area because Jewel was kind of a bit lame these days. So I think this is a really great, going to be a really great addition to that side of the park. Mm. And I guess you know if they've got if John Wardley is involved in this, uh, no confirmation yet. But as you say, um, there are some fingers that potentially point that way. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess that would add to the the expectation maybe that this could be some form of coaster um you know maybe it is you know is it is a coaster track that is is going to form at least part of this kind of dark ride in which case we might end up with a sort of hybrid like you've got with you know the mummy um it's probably my favorite example of like a hybrid dark ride coaster hybrid anywhere in the world uh yeah i think so you know the ceo of Merlin said, uh, Mark Fisher said that uh, the new Dark Rider will be taken back to its roots as a haunted house, but we'll have a completely new story uh, and expect exciting visual effects to create many scares along the way. Um, when Jewel was closing, they did some teasers. Um, there was a, a Jewel poster um, with some purple haze over it that, um, with some text saying, I want to play on it which suggests maybe there's a um some people were suggesting that there's a character called emily alton uh who's back to take over the property oh. and uh, she's gonna be like a creepy the creepy little girl she's uh, escaped th- from the paris tower of terror yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I think it's really cool you know, obviously i think emily alton was in the original jewel uh story in the haunted house before it became jewel um and I think it's cool that they can like, kind of lean on those things. Um, I think Hex in the main uh, towers at Alton Towers uh, is really good because it leans on the local um, story about the chained tree. Uh, and that's why it's the best madhouse in, that I've been on. Um, so I think if you if you lean on these kind of original, kind of interesting local story elements, it can really add to the... Uh, to the right yeah yeah i i i really like that about alton towers that it actually you know is not afraid to take advantage of of its actual location and uh you know um lean on kind of some local legends for inspiration i think that's really cool yeah yeah i'm very excited for this i i'm really looking forward to seeing what it ends up being and um and getting back there at some point to do it uh, I think that's just about going to do it, Josh. Um, there is uh, maybe a little bit of admin that I, I forgot about at the start of the podcast. One is that the Disney Lads vlogs um, are now all out. Part yeah. three is is live. Uh, we'll give a quick tease of what people can look forward to if they go and watch part three. Uh, God, there's, there's kind of all sorts in there. you got... Uh... Christmas Goofy, you've got oh, oh boy. Uh, lots of everything going on. There's more Marvel in there. Uh, just a bit of everything going on in that one. It's a, it's a grab bag of um, best bits from the last two days. Right, right. 
Oh, great. Very nice. And, and, and just to kind of spoil the YouTube fans even more, I have been thinking of ways to encourage myself to clear some of my Xbox backlog. It's, it's, it's sad, the things you end up thinking about when you're sick in bed. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, a surprising uh, stroke embarrassing proportion of my Xbox backlog are, are Disney games. And oh, I wow. thought, oh, yeah, Disney games. I could, could I get away with streaming Disney games on the Park Rush YouTube channel. I think I, I, think I could. So oh, you could. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that um, this week. See how I get on in the evenings. Um, haven't decided on a time yet, but keep an eye if you're listening to this on Monday um, on day of release. Keep an eye on the Twitter page today, and I'll try and give a few hours notice once we've kind of settled on a time to start. And and maybe I'll throw up a poll, and uh, people can decide which one I should start with. Um, some of the contenders off the top of my head: there's the Toy Story three game. Uh, there's the car, there's the Cars three game as well. Uh, wow. What else? There's, there's Disney's Epic Mickey two, <laughs> and uh, there's a couple others off the top of my head. I can't think, but those are three of them. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll throw a poll up and and maybe we can decide among ourselves uh, which one I should play first. And um, I, I, I also want to get game. back and stream some more Disney Dreamlight Valley soon because. I don't think it's this month's update or sort of their equivalent of a battle pass, but I think the following one is going to be <laughs> Disney parks themed. So all the okay. rewards and stuff will be themed to the parks. So that would be a good one to check in on, on, on park rush. So yeah, keep an eye out for some, some gaming stuff on the YouTube channel. It's been a while. So uh, given we're, we're out of vlogs now, um, get back to some games maybe to, to keep the channel alive. Uh, but that's going to do it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you want to keep up in the week, uh, then the best place uh, to get all the socials, including Twitter and YouTube, is links.parkrush.com. <clears throat> if you want to get in touch with the show, uh, you can email us, podcast at parkrush.com, or tweet us. Uh, again, that's at links.parkrush.com. And uh, as I say, if you enjoyed the show and you haven't subscribed yet, then do so on your preferred podcasting app. We're available everywhere. And if the one you use has ratings and reviews, then do throw us one. That would help us out a lot. Uh, we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Take it easy out there. Avoid COVID if you can. It's not fun. Don't recommend uh, even three years later. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Be safe and go well. Until next time. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>